Ladies and gentlemen, we got a heater today. This is episode two of the Midwest Babylon podcast. We're going to talk about Tiger Woods. We're going to talk about Disney Plus. We're going to talk about the new Star Wars trailer. And of course, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. We also have special guest Nathan Moore from Stormview Live. Talk about a little bit of storm chasing. We got a heater for you. Stay tuned. Uh, first topic, Tiger Woods, man. Did you did you not watch Tiger Woods dominate that final round to win the Masters? Rob, it was divine intervention, I'm telling you. In the morning, Sunday mornings, man, I put Sunday morning on CBS. I always put that on, catch a little bit of news, you know, start the day, have some sure. coffee. and know what the hell's going on. Right, and guess what? Oh freaking golf on so i was like oh son of a bitch i was kind of upset about it you know sure and then i was throwing off you know? it's, it's thrown off the routine man you're looking for the yeah, news exactly. and coffee exactly. right anyway i kind of settle in i'm like whatever you know maybe i will watch some golf and then i see that boy tiger's pretty close up there and he's maintaining you know and like just as it went on just how he just he stayed consistent man like he, he faltered a little bit but who doesn't on sunday afternoon at, at augusta right but oh, you just felt intense. like when I when I watched it, you was watching it live. I was streaming, you know, Masters dot com or wherever, watching on on my MacBooks, and not even on like a full screen or anything like that, while playing Madden. Total different discussion. <laughs> and you just felt like he's gonna win this, and this mm-hmm. is before he was even in first or tied for first. You're like, dude, he's this is Tiger. Like, this is Tiger's time. This, yeah. this shit is happening. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like, you know, you, you, we didn't see any swings where it seemed like he was in pain or uncomfortable, you know? Yep. It's like if he's if physically, if he's okay, man, there's no reason for him not to be able to win it. He, yeah, he, he it was it was the, the tiger. I, I wouldn't even say the tiger of old. It's the new tiger, right? Because mm-hmm. as far as I, I recall, he's never won a major when he wasn't leading going into Sunday or mm-hmm. one shot off or something. I, I can't remember the specifics. Yeah. And he was able to do it, persevere, you know, the mental toughness that he had in just playing through, just playing his game that he's done but hasn't done for years and to come back and win it. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it was, it was awesome. And, and mm-hmm. to think like, yeah, has he made the smartest choices in life? No, mm-hmm. definitely a questionable period there, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still going to go with no, y- okay. you done fucked up. Okay. Uh, but to come back and to 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 just to, to win that, you know, he could have been done. He could have stayed out of the limelight, you know, because everybody knows what happened, right? Yeah. It was all over the news, uh, the issues that he had, the divorce, the why of the divorce. However many women, I think, I think I don't know if he kept count, but I think the media lost count. <laughs> and but then to, to come back and, and to win that Masters, I mean, it, dude, it's game on now. I mean, it's yeah. just it's a it's a feel good story. Maybe not for most people exactly like tiger but to have the adversity and to overcome and to be on the top of your game again it feel good story right and this like is you said, this is movie toughness. movie material it'll never happen but oh, that yeah. is movie material man I, I hope they do and i hope it's rated r anyway yeah his mental toughness man <laughs> 12 years ago <laughs> 12 years ago i remember talking about his mental toughness just like you know, golf, it's not the most physical game, but you have to stay focused and you can't get rattled, right? I mean, consistent. 
And and then now, I mean, you're seeing a guy physically. He's obviously not in his prime. So when yep. he when he's able to be crafty, like he's almost crafty now. Yeah. To be able to come up and he's playing against these younger guys that obviously idolized him. That was something I really enjoyed. Just the commentary. Um, yeah. You know, all these guys they they grew up watching Tiger and they're you know trying to emulate him and they they're excited to get to play uh, a tournament with him. But now they're actually seeing Tiger for who he is and they 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 couldn't handle it. You know, the, the pressure got to him. They started making mistakes. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. He kept he kept it up, man. I mean, it was kept pressure was on, and I like I said, I think he went in there thinking that this is my tournament to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless that he was a couple shots behind at the beginning, they had to mm-hmm. adjust schedules based off of rain, so they they yeah. teed off a hell of a lot earlier than they normally do, being in the yeah. final whole, final round. Um, and I think it was I think they, they were in three sums too instead of the normal two sums, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, dude, like it's just not. Not the usual Sunday. Number one, he wasn't leading. Number two, everything else that happened, and and just add that on to to, to all the adversity. I uh, amazing Wunderbar. Sunday was awesome. I was yelling at my computer. <laughs> it's golf. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's golf, and you're it's exciting you're again. So engaged into it, absolutely. And uh, it'd be nice to you know what's the next major tournament? You know, can he he back to back? You know, how many years has it been since he done that? You yeah. know. So yeah, definitely, definitely feel good story. And, and golf is back. I can only imagine the ratings and stuff like that. If you compare um, a Masters with no with Tiger Woods not playing or not in the thick of it, compared to this last Sunday in the thick of it on the leaderboard, a lot of big names, honestly, on the leaderboard also. So oh, how pretty, about that end? Pretty stacked. You know the the two putt or. After after the putt, I mean, we knew he was going to sink. You know, he, oh, he had right. two shots. Yeah, he knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, well, he thought he had it on the first one too. It was close. Did it you see that? Oh, it wow. was absolutely. Yeah, and then and then the end, and then seeing uh, his son, who I don't think he's ever experienced anything nope. like that. You know, I mean, that's just it's it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Um, it was pretty emotional. It was. It absolutely was. And he, like I said, feel good story. Regardless of you know thinking about him and the mistakes that he's made. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of regret there. Uh, and stuff. If he had a choice, he'd do a hell of a lot differently. But you know what? That's just not what, that's not the way it works. You have one life to live, and uh, and then, you know he came back from it. Did you see that clip of uh, he's walking, and then there's some fans standing on the side, and there's this dude wearing a white shirt, and it's got it's just one big print of Tiger's mugshot, <laughs> <laughs> and you see as Tiger walks by, he kind of like chuckles a little bit and puts I, his head down. I, yeah, I do. I, I think. Yeah, I remember seeing that. It's it's you know you, I don't want to say you embrace it or anything like that, but that that unfortunately is is your history. There's a little <laughs> that happened. Yep. Move on, right? And, yeah, I mean he he didn't get pissed off. He didn't try to punch him or anything like that. He just chuckled right. a little bit, and put his head down, like, oh yeah, you got me. Uh, two other exciting things that kind of tie in together that that came out this last week was the uh, the Star Wars uh, Episode Nine trailer. That came out and kind of tied in with at the same time with Disney Plus. So if we start with the Star Wars trailer, dude, first thoughts, what do you think, man? Super hyped. Like I don't like using that word, man, but I was jacked up watching it. Yeah. Um, you, you go in a little bit apprehensive after the Last Jedi. You know, you wonder if they're gonna be able to redeem themselves. And the first look, um, I, I'm gonna say, yeah, they're gonna redeem themselves. They're they're bringing it back, man. It was it was wonderful. 
I, uh, I I would have to agree, and I think one of the things that really resonates with me is that last laugh there at the end. Yep, Palpatine. You're just oh, like, oh, oh, boy. holy shit. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm ready for this. December can't come quick enough to wrap up that the this it's not a trilogy what's what's nine movies saga saga Saga. we'll just stick with that i like it and in wrapping this saga up and it sounds like uh, reports i heard was that star wars movies were going to take a little bit of a break that's good that's which i think yeah i think that's fair i think that's what i thought han solo was a great great movie but it was one of those things. It was kind of almost overkill. I think Episode Eight just came out, and then Han Solo came out, and it, Star Wars fatigue is that is that such a thing? I, I um, think it's partly that, but also because the Last Jedi, for all intents and purposes, sucked dick. I disagree. I thought it was still a fucking hell of a good movie, but we can agree to disagree on that, sir. Okay. All right. So tie that in with the other announcement that they did was Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Having everything under that that umbrella, MCU, all the the Disney movies, the uh, Star Wars, six ninety nine a month. Are you are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, man, that's that's an outrageous price. But it's it's going to be great, especially for us parents. You know, I mean, instead of worrying about um, <clears throat> when the vault's going to open up for a certain movie, you might not have. Which is which, by the way, is fucking stupid. I mean, yeah. it's genius, but it sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's their way to keep their prices inflated, so... Yep, yep. Um, Business being move. able to avoid that, I mean, $7 a month, but they know, I think they know the size of their market. I mean, it's going to be, it's got to be similar to, to Netflix's market, you but, know, size-wise. Not, not only $7 a month, though, dude, but what they're talking about, being that they're the owner of ESPN, that this ESPN Plus that they, they came out with, which is pretty, I, I do not subscribe to it, but it's definitely always a consideration, plus they have an ownership stake in Hulu that they might bundle all three together. Oh, wow. I mean, if I was Netflix, I got to be a, a little nervous mm-hmm. that they're going to lose some subscribers or is it just an addition to, I mean, at seven bucks, it's not going to break the bank, right? Yeah. How long is it going to stay seven bucks? I, I see that as kind of that teaser rate. Next thing you know, six months in nine ninety nine. Yeah, just start creeping up now. I, yeah, you're afraid of your Netflix, but I think it's more, um, it's going to be more for, like, cable providers and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, they're up shit creek as it is, dude, in my, in yeah. my honorable opinion. Dude, this, just... could, this could be the last straw. I mean, this this might be what, you know, ends it for them because, right. I mean, if you can get that much programming for $30 even, you yeah. know, yeah. why, why bother with freaking cable or satellite? What, what do you need it for? You know what I mean? I guess, like, yeah. the news and stuff like that, but a lot of anymore, you can find some, some news channels and stuff like that that are, that are free to stream. Or over the air, yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. You know, so I, I, that and that, I think that that tentatively is set to release November fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, November fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. That's a good day. I'm signing up, man. Now it kind of makes you nervous that I think this hype that we both have around not only Star Wars, of course, but Disney Plus. At least I do. I have definitely have hype with it. Having two kids. You know, are they going to be able to support that, right? Or are they going to have a lot of technical issues out of the gates? I don't know. I'm going to try, though. I'm going to sign up for it as soon as I can. I think that the the fact that they're... I mean, how long has this been in development? Do we even know? Right, right. And they, they announce show- it, and when they still have five months, no, seven months before it comes out, before yep. it launches, yeah. you know? Yep. And, and you know, is it what, it, what platforms is going to be readily available for? You got your Roku to think of, your Fire TV. You know, there's all sorts of 
of of them out there. I mean, I don't think Roku has Cinemax yet. Cinemax to hmm. go, you know. So, yeah. you know, I'm I'm a Roku fanboy myself, and I hope during launch that that's available. Time will tell. Indeed. But a no-brainer, in my opinion. Oh, parent yeah. or not a parent. You know, I mean, there's tons of Disney movies out there, tons of Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, just shit tons. And these are good, solid movies anymore, you know? Yeah. And who knows when so. they're going to end those. I mean, yeah, you got Avengers Endgame coming out, but it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that uh, <clears throat> Marvel Cinematic Universe is ending or anything. And did you did you by chance on social media or anything see about Avengers Endgame? Like I think a, a letter went out to everybody from I think the director saying don't fucking spoil it for everybody. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. It's out there. I don't think he said it quite like that, but close. I think really close. And uh, and that's I mean, kind of goes back to our first episode, man. Like when do we see it? You don't want spoilers, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, okay, so. Before we get to Game of Thrones, right? Which spoiler alert? I'm telling you right now, we are going to talk about what happened, the uh, premiere episode for season eight. But before we get there, the saga of Little Joe and what the hell he's going to do with his life. <coughs> all the fans, all the listeners, and all the sponsors, hint hint, want to know what the hell are you going to do or what's happened, man. <clears throat> I interviewed. That's about really all I can say at this point. Haven't uh, haven't heard back yet. That was just yesterday I interviewed. So I mean, ah, did they give you a timeline on the decision? Oh uh, yeah, just later this week. Oh, I mean, are you sweating bullets? Not really. Oh okay. Are you pretty confident you're going to get it? No, there were there were several several other applicants actually, and um, oh, uh, for really I'm probably the least qualified just because I uh, haven't been. <clears throat> haven't done that for you know seven years now so right i guess it's like riding a bike though teaching these young minds moldable minds molding them yeah they wouldn't even know if it's a true or not right i I would say my i feel like my interview went pretty well uh, yeah all things did you wear a tie did you wear a tie bro is that a real question well i was just curious if you could buy ties that short you know you just you just knot them up different that's all it is man (laughs) you wouldn't what do you do what do you do (laughs) Full Windsor, half Windsor, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. I, I recall having to tie a tie for you, so don't you worry about what I do. I have no idea what you're talking about, and that's that's bullshit. So. False. We should know more, depending on who you talk to, good news or bad news, right? Mm. My good news and bad yeah. news is totally different than your good news and bad news by the uh, next time that we have, by the next episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most certainly. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll see what, we'll okay see what happens. That. It's not the most interesting thing, but... I mean, we'll see how it goes. All right. So I think that gave everybody time to know, to find something else to listen to. (laughs) Before we get to the culmination of this episode, we're actually going to go ahead and do the Nathan Moore interview from Stormview Live so we can talk about Storm Chasing. And then I promise we're going to get to Game of Thrones and the recap of the premiere episode of Season 8. All right. This week's interview is going to be with Nathan Moore. From Stormview Live, uh, someone I have oh, almost two decades, no, it's probably a little much, probably a decade and a half of history with, He's now based out of Nebraska, uh, and as far as I know, a co-owner or owner of Stormview Live, I believe, is that is that true? Yeah, I, I was the owner originally, and now there's three of us. Oh, so. holy smokes. So what exactly is Stormview Live? 
Uh, well, we started off as a storm chase team with about five of us, um, and we worked together to be successful out in the field. And uh, now we've it just blew up, and now we've got about 130, and uh, we're just a team. Now uh, we've got a separate part of it called SVL Media, then we broker our video to national news networks, local networks across the country, and it's just kind of... We just go out there and we chase storms, and we love being out there. We love helping the public. We help the National Weather Service, um, and uh, when there's issues with the public, we go and help them. So it's kind of the gist of it all. All right, so what, what drove you to meteorology? Well, I mean, even a long time ago, I'm from Chicago originally, but uh, in 90, 1990, there was a Plainfield tornado that was uh, – uh, you know, you, you got your visual of what a tornado is, and uh, the Plainfield tornado was something that I witnessed, um, and it blew up a high school and killed a bunch of people. But it looked like it was just uh, just a normal, cloudy, rainy day, and it didn't look like anything too crazy, so I never really got a full understanding of why that did so much damage. So that was my goal, is to figure out why, and I wanted to be... Oh, and I wanted to be a part of it, and uh, it, you know, it turns out it was a rain-wrapped tornado, and uh, you can't see those. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so you know, I joined the military, and then you know, kids. It was off and on back then, uh, when I was, especially when I was Rapid City with the, the young kids. I didn't get to do it, but I've always had that passion for storms, uh, and I think you probably saw that when I lived there. But uh, so we got I got out of there and got to Nebraska and started started doing my dream. So. And then, so you originally you were you were going to school at the University of Nebraska, correct? Yeah, I did graduate with a uh, uh, degree in GIS, Ge- Geographic Information Systems, and uh, I f- actually graduate here in about four weeks with my second degree from Mississippi State for meteorology. No kidding, man! Wow, congratulations, dude. That is that is insane, dude. I never I knew, too old, man. <laughs> hey, right, absolutely. Well, when you got a full time job and everything, be able to tackle that. You know, that's something to be said about that too. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it was. It's been tough. It's been fun, and it's been a great ride. So, not bad. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. A double double degree. That's yeah. That's that's definitely an impressive man. And and yeah, what you mentioned when you were here, your love for storms and and those kinds of things was was definitely evident. And uh, when 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 you were more here, when we were hanging out and stuff, you know. So, so so you recently just came back from. Uh, a chase down in what was it was it florida or was it texas no i just got back from texas just got back from texas yeah and so it was it was the weather channel that sent you there well it, it it's local you know a lot most of the stuff i do is for lo- the local networks here in nebraska but yeah we do we do work for the weather channel abc nbc cbs fox if they're needing people then they'll say hey you know we're needing some folks down here can you can you come down there i'll make sure to make it worth your while and so they pay me, and we get down there, we get the footage they want, and uh, live stream it for them. And then um, there's competition, so we don't always get the end the end game like we want it. But uh, if if you go down there and you succeed, it it, it helps pay for the trip a little bit. And uh, yeah, when there's major events like we had this last weekend down in Texas, they try to give us notice saying, "Hey, we need people there." Saves them money from having to send reporters themselves. Gotcha. And then, like, so are your expenses and those kinds of things paid for? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Usually they'll, they'll, they'll cover, uh, you know, they give you a, a amount of food to eat per day. They'll give you a certain amount of money for uh, getting to and from and for a hotel. And then they'll pay you 
uh, for the video as video or live stream that you get as well. So uh, you, you get come out. You, you usually get a little bit ahead. It's not you're not making a killing, but you come sure. out ahead. Right. Yeah, but it's doing what you love. Exactly. You know? so That's the key of getting to do what I love and 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 breaking even at least. So would you call it a a a job or a hobby or a hybrid of both? It's a hybrid of both now. It was always just the 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 hobby and doing what I loved and being out in that. I just love being out in the elements and even traveling, just driving. I can drive for days and never get tired of it because I love seeing the country. Yeah. And But now there was that we, we grew so big and we had so much video and so much content. You know, it was just like, okay, well, we got to make something for the chasers. So that's where we the, the business side of it started. And and uh, so, we, so we can put a little money back in the storm chasers' pockets for the work they do. That's yeah, it's crazy impressive, dude. What you what you created, <laughs> you know, just as what like you said, what you start started as a hobby, and now you said 130 chasers, 130 plus chasers are now involved in Stormview Live. Yep, 130 across the country, and uh, we we're turning people away now. I mean, now it's at the point where we can we only take the best of the best, and you got to have really good equipment, or we turn you away and. And so it's 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 gotten crazy, so that oh, that's that's insane. So you, you mentioned equipment. So the question I got to ask then, it's it's two parter. What's your current vehicle setup like? How are you how are you streaming? What hardware are you using? How are you getting it? You know, for a live stream to actually happen, how are you doing that? Well, I have a Sony camcorder. It's a it's a Sony CX nine hundred camcorder. And then that goes into what's called a live view. It's what the, a lot of news agency uses. Um, and that basically, a live view uh, s- solo is what they call it. And you can basically, you get modems from uh, different companies. There's different companies out there that gives you modems for Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, and T-Mobile. So you get those, like in my scenario, I use two Verizon, one AT&T and one T-Mobile for my live view. You can take four different modems, you plug that in, and then it bonds that signal together. So you get one just great signal. So like I can be out there streaming at a 12,000 bit rate in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and get great, and be able to produce 720 or 1080 signal uh, for the national networks. So that's that's the big key uh, for the live streaming portion of it. Then we got you know different cameras for, you know, I've got uh, DSLR camera for photos, and then another 4K uh, camcorder for for video for for news, and then we uh, got a scanner in the car. So if I have, uh, um, I can get to any major damage areas or flooding areas that the news want covered. I can get there really quick, uh, and then just little things like. Uh, uh, being able to communicate with the people that are watching me is is a big deal. So with Twitch, that's a big deal. We do our live streaming through Twitch, so we get uh, the, the 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 folks that follow. Uh, it's another source of income, which is great. And then of course we have to have all the stuff that you need for the most important part is helping the public. And so a lot of medical supplies are in the vehicle. You got to know CPR. You got to be able to do search and rescue. I've got you got to have uh, the emergency management materials in the vehicle so all that stuff's in there as well so you can help the public with anything you need to that's awesome man so not only like you said storm chasing and stuff but taking care of of where the damage has happened so yep yep how much time does it take you to outfit one of your vehicles that you guys use 
Well, I have a winner in a, in a, in a chasing package. So basically when winter's here, all the, the spring and summer stuff come out of the car and then all the winter stuff go into the car. Uh, so that's, you know, it takes probably a week to get it switched out. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, or in the case of like last week where we had tornadoes and blizzards in the same day, it, everything <laughs> was piled in the car. Uh, it was mm. a nightmare in there. But, uh, yeah, you know, you go from shovels and salt and, you know, uh, just tons of clothes to warm people up and food and water to getting all that out of there. And then you're putting everything in your car for, you know, safety, for helping the public out for different different situations for, like, damage from hurricanes or flooding and stuff like that. So, obviously, you're putting a ton of miles on these vehicles. And I, I imagine just the nature of the driving. I mean, you're beating the crap out of them. How many, um, how many rigs have you gone through? Well, uh, what were you, 2018? Yeah, 2017, I put 60,000 miles in my car. Um, oh, wow. That was a 2010 or 11 Ford Explorer. I can't remember right now. But that was destroyed in July by grapefruit-sized hail in Julesburg, Colorado. Oh, so wow. that uh, that uh, I don't have that anymore. And uh, now I'm using a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit, which is just a ton of fun to play with and uh so so far we've put seventeen thousand miles on that in six months and uh yeah we'll just uh it, they go quick and uh <laughs> it's a lot of fun and uh the you know we I, the vehicles get a lot of babying because of the miles we put on it so it, it's mm-hmm. you know every chance i get it's in the shop and just being you know, I tell those guys to go through my vehicle with a fine-tooth comb. You find something wrong with it, and let's get it fixed. And uh, so that's why I'm able to keep myself on the road and not have breakdowns and things like that. So I, right. I think good, it's important. Good maintenance goes a long way. Sorry. <laughs> coming coming from a, an, an auto auto mechanic, <laughs> uh, I've had my truck for over a year, and I just turned 7,000 miles. I think it's important that you guys both know that. <laughs> and, and then on the flip side, I'm just curious, when you do get a new vehicle – uh, when you reach out to your insurance company and stuff, do you let them know that you're a chaser or do you leave that little piece out? Good question. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm a veteran from the Air Force, so I have the ability. USAA. You got it. And uh, those guys, <laughs> they uh, they know I chase, and they don't. Uh, they, they still they still take care of me, and they don't charge me an outrageous amount of money. And uh, yeah, I'll be with them for life. So. That's right great. On. Very cool. So the uh, the kids, do they chase with you? No. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If we get anything where I live, you know, we get a lot of tornado warnings here in, in oh, southern, yeah. southern Nebraska. Um, and if that's the case, they're going to go into my car because they're going to be safer with me. Uh, so then we'll, we'll go out, we'll drive around, whatever, um, and have some fun with it so yeah. they're not scared. Uh, but, uh, you know, they know dad. They know what I do. So they don't have a fear like everybody else does. Um, and, uh, so, but, you know, take them out on a big chase like this weekend. We just don't do that. They're too young for that. It's too dangerous. And, uh, you know, we've been caught in tornadoes and had some scary situations. We don't want to, we don't want to scar them for life at this early age. So, uh, when they turn 18, uh, then, then it, my son will take over the business eventually, and he'll have to get ready. So, do you do you see that as as a passion? Is he passionate about it like you? Yeah, are? yeah. He, he he's liking it, and he's waiting for his time. And right uh, you know, he wants to be a little 
professional gamer. And uh, so if that doesn't work out, he's got backdoor ch- storm chasing, I guess. There, there you go. Esports. It's big, man. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming, bro. It's huge. It's everywhere. I will, I will tell you, when I was a young whippersnapper myself, tornadoes terrified the shit out of me. Like, I... It was awful. It, there was that. a spell there where I didn't want to be outside. If I saw a storm cloud, I would freak out. So I think what you do is amazing. Well, I'll tell you, dude. The uh, you know a lot of people, obviously, the tornadoes. The seeing a tornado in an open field that hurts nobody is the goal. Um, but uh, you know that that's not that is the le- one of the least people don't realize that that's part of one of the least most. Um, scary things about storm chasing and they don't realize that they think the tornado is that's that's the that's the thing but let me tell you something if there's a tornado in front of you you don't go to the tornado you go the other way or you go a different direction it's right there you avoid it you can see it you avoid it Uh, but what you have when you're storm chasing and you have a tornado on the ground is you have a bunch of public that are scared out of their minds staring at a tornado and driving off roads and you have to watch out for those guys because they're going to run into you and then also uh, you can't predict flood so flooding is much more dangerous when you're storm chasing as well as lightning you don't know where it's going to hit you so uh, the, the tornado itself is actually one of the least dangerous things when storm chasing it's the most important biggest thing is is other is other drivers you have to watch sure. out for the public yep have you ever been uh, caught in a uh, um flood where you've had to stop or you know you flooded a vehicle or anything like that no i gotten close um yeah. i've never ruined a vehicle thank goodness uh, i got real close and broken bow last year um and uh not in the floods. I've been caught in some, a couple of tornadoes that were in some hurricane stuff that was really intense, but not, nothing crazy with the flooding yet. Try to stay away from that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. I, what you do is amazing, man. I can't stress that enough. Definitely not something I would do, but it's important, you know, and, and you always think about uh, Twister and all the technology back then who I, and i'll be honest you tell me what was true what was not with that but how much we didn't know about them about tornadoes and storm cells and those things and, and what we know now is it leaps and bounds or is there still so much unknown to help try to forecast these things well it, it, you know we still got people that are out there trying to get data which is great and you know things like um, if you've read about the el reno tornado where it was the largest tornado in the history, but it was only an EF3. And this thing was, you know, hugely, it, it killed storm chasers. It was uh, the widest tornado ever. Um, you know, the, it surprises a lot of people. So there's still stuff out there that people don't know and don't understand, and they're trying to get that. But, you know, what storm, what's great for storm chasers and what we can do while we're out there is um, – you know, when the National Weather Service is looking at the radar and they're saying, okay, our radar looks like we got a tornado on the ground, but we don't know. Uh, we're going to put out the warning, but that storm chaser can immediately be reached and they can confirm what they're seeing on radar. And that gives extra lead time for extra warning time for the public uh, to get a little more notice, uh, which is probably the biggest thing for storm chasers being out there. So with all the all the chasing that you've done, and identified those right so they say they they see a a cell that they think's on the ground or spinning clouds you know have you been able to spot it and and do you feel like you've helped i don't want to say save a life i don't know if that's too dramatic 
but helped protect property and and help people be prepared yeah. for what was coming. Yeah, there's there's no question about that. When I did went down the Garland Roulette, that was my biggest tornado ever. Uh, that was an EF four that went through east side of Dallas. Um, I, it was this December twenty six, two thousand fifteen. Uh, killed fourteen people, um, and we got there. And I got uh, I was live on the Weather Channel streaming that tornado for twenty minutes in the dark, and nobody else had a visual of it. And uh, I got after that event. I got flooded in. I mean, it put my name on the map, really. But it got flooded with uh, people that um, said, you know, we, uh, because of us being able to watch that video when it was live, we had friends and family that didn't go over the bridge, and they turned around to avoid the tornado because it went right over the interstate. People were driving right into it; they couldn't see it, and. Uh, but because of the because of the live stream, people were able to see it, and they were able to tell their loved ones, "Don't go drive that way. Don't you know? There's something going on here." And the amount of stories I received were just absolutely incredible. And then a year later, we went and did a meet and greet for Stormview Live down there, and there was a literally uh, 50, 60 people from the town of Garland that ga- that showed up there and just gave me a hug and just said, "Thank you for what you did for us." And that stuff is what makes it super rewarding but it was also very tough and it took me a long time to get over it because right after that tornado hit we we were the first on scene to a gas station where two people were killed and you can't ever prepare yourself mentally for that so there's a lot of down there's a lot of good but the good outweighs the bad and uh that's why i keep doing it so awesome yeah you definitely saved a lot more lives there i mean that's that's incredible yeah, you just never know. I mean, and you have to be ready at any point in time, you know. Uh, you just never know when something tragic is going to happen. and <sighs> That's why we do what we do. Hmm. Uh, real quick here, I want to plug for you. Um, on your website here, Stormview Live, you have the opportunity to buy photos. Um, and looking at them, these are some incredible pictures, man. Thank you. I, I, don't, I don't take as many pictures... Um, as I would like. Unfortunately, I, I'm so focused on the live stream a part of it. Uh, but when I do, and we get a couple here and there that are pretty good, but uh, I'm not the best photographer out there, but I've gotten lucky a couple of times, I'll just say that. But uh, the, the, the Twitch, the Twitch and the stream is, is where I, my heavy focus is at. What, uh, Nate, what would, what would you say was like your, your most, most frightening chase ever? Uh, Hurricane Harvey, um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Rowling Girl that was really scary too, because that EF4 tornado literally turned at us right after it passed us, and literally went on the other side of the interstate from where we were, and we had debris falling on us. But that was like such an awe moment and such a like we didn't have time to be scared. If that, mm-hmm. if you can catch my drift, we we're just like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Um, we're live on the Water Channel, giving descriptions, and we never really had a chance to be scared. But Hurricane Harvey, um, we tried to go through, penetrate through the north eye wall of Hurricane Harvey um, at a crosswind, and and we had winds of 130, 140 miles an hour hitting the vehicle, and uh, we didn't think we were going to make it, and I fully expected to die there, and uh, we. Uh, even even so we got a call and we were told to turn around don't don't come any further so we turned around and we were like 10 miles inland on this highway going into uh rockport down there and uh 
we turned around. As we were turning around, you could the ocean was like literally on the road. It was like a foot off the road. And we're like, you know, the surge was coming in super fast. And I was like, holy smokes, we're getting hit by these winds. The surge is coming in. We're never going to get out of here. But uh, so, yeah, that was definitely the scariest moment of my chasing life. Wow. So were you in a low-profile vehicle when you did that, or were you driving <laughs> a Jeep or something? No, I was in my Explorer. Oh, wow. I was in my Explorer. <laughs> so yeah, she did a good job. <laughs> she did a good job, and she kept – and we were lucky because, you know, where we were at, there were no trees. It was really open area, so mm-hmm. we weren't getting hit with a lot of trees. It was just a lot of sideways rain, um, and, uh, yeah, so that was crazy. I said never Sounds again. Like a- <laughs> so so out of all the all the chases that you've done nate maybe you've mentioned it or not but what what was you mentioned your scariest uh you mentioned the the biggest one that was in what was it texas december 26 2015 is there a one that you would say was your your favorite chase um you know when you can get a tornado that's got blue skies behind it blue skies in front of it and you just got this beautiful cell in the middle of nowhere, and uh, and you can see all around it. Those are the chases that are my favorite. So, um, you know, I've had three or four of those, um, and probably, you know, a lot. It's not going to stick out to a lot of people, but there's a, a, a chase that I did called Hyannis uh, two years ago, and it was just the most incredible tornado ever because it was just surrounded by blue skies, and it was just the storm structure there was no rain at all so all you saw was just unbelievable clouds and tornado and and it did no damage it hurt nothing um but those beautiful scenes are what i like the best and that was that's by far been my favorite chase and even you know it was really crazy too is as a second um just last week was the most craziest experience one of the most craziest experiences i've ever had went to kansas for a chase we came home and that was the same day I was, uh, we had tornadoes in Kansas and we had blizzard back here in, 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 in Kearney. Literally 100 miles away was 80, and then in Kearney it was 23. And I got back to Kearney, and one of the biggest caps, biggest prizes for storm chasers, uh, thunder snow. And it's very rare. It's more rare than tornadoes. Um, and so a, a, a chaser loves thunder snow. Well, and, if you can get one or two or three strikes during a thunder snowstorm, it's a big deal. And people go crazy and they're excited about that. Well, I came back to Kearney and we have back to back to back severe storms lined up coming right through Kearney and it was 28 degrees and it was hailing and snowing at the same time. And there was four inches of hail and snow on the interstate and the lightning was nonstop, like literally 200 strikes a minute. And it was the most craziest thunder snow and i'll probably never see it again in my life i'm almost positive i'll never see it again in my life so, so that was crazy two, two things come to mind uh first thing anarchy number one uh number two uh thoughts on global warming <laughs> well <laughs> we can get pretty political there uh, and for that reason i'm not going to say a whole lot on that um, because uh, the world is a uh, very one-sided political place one way or the other and uh, if I spewed off my thoughts on that then we would be upsetting half the people that follow SVL so we'll uh, uh, I'll just say that climate change I believe is something that uh, needs to be 
uh, watched and uh, taken seriously, and uh, hopefully, uh, and I think uh, it, it. A lot of people take it as, oh, it's you know, it's warming. It, what I t- tell people is, uh, whether you believe it or not, get educated. And uh, global warming is not higher temperatures. It's the extreme of what the extreme occurrences of weather. Climate is long term. That is the long term uh, weather average. And weather is the short term. That's what's happening right now. That's the difference. Climate's long term, weather's short term. So if you take a climate change and global warming and things like that, it's the extremes of the, the extreme colds, the extreme warms, the extreme, uh, the, the, the storms becoming more extreme, uh, bigger hurricanes, uh, all those types of things. That's what climate change is. So people just, a lot of people talk and they don't educate themselves. And whether you want to believe it or not, that's fine. I don't care. But educate yourself. Don't make stupid comments. So, so what you're saying is business is a booming. um so yeah i mean and and it's and it's crazy you get you get you you get you you even remotely start getting political with it and uh and uh you know it's just world war three and fights so i choose to stay out of that right and i i understand that that's definitely not a loaded question you know it it, well it turns into the science of the matter right Mm -hmm. republican democrat independent who cares you know (laughs) what's actually happening what's what's the truth of the matter and then i mean who do you believe also right you know because it seems like everybody has a, a political uh opinion and what could weigh on on what what they're reporting and what their research air quotes uh, is either proving or not proving, disproving, etc. So I'll make a, I'll make a great I, I like example it. for you. All right. Yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away my thoughts one way or the other. But when there, when we have the president of the United States saying when we were going through that bitter cold winter, and he tweets um, what happened with global warming, and uh, the immediate the immediate thought is. Okay, well, either your 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 one side is saying, "Well, man, that guy is completely uneducated," and the other argument is he was just joking. You think he's really serious? So you can never ever get, no matter what, everybody's right. Nobody knows. Everybody thinks they know what the truth is, and you can't win. So that's why it's just pointless to even try. Uh, I remember that tweet, and I know exactly what you're talking about. So, fair, fair enough. He's just kidding. They'll say they'll, he's defended a lot with that. That's no, just a joke. Yeah, I mean that's you know I I'm not going to give up my thoughts either way. But that's the that's both sides of the that's both sides of the excuse or the uh, of or, or what they think. You know, so um, you can't sway a political uh, belief. That's my opinion. You can't sway it because they're going to believe they're going to believe what they believe no matter what, and yep. and uh, you're not going to change their beliefs. So give it up and don't try changing it. Just back off and let people do what they want to do. Let, let it let it flow. Uh, Joel mentioned the websites. What exactly is what what is the address for the Stormview website? Well, we got a couple things. And number one, StormviewLive.com. That's uh, that's where a lot of the public goes to watch what we're doing with Stormview Live. Uh, so that's the public area. The, and then the SVL Media uh, LLC.com. That's that's the business side of the of what we do. And then of course Twitch. If you want to watch us, is a big deal. So you, we got a team on Twitch called Stormview Live. You click on the team, and you can see all of our chasers and watch them anytime you want. 
Very cool. Do you guys do any other social media? Do you guys have, you know, leverage Twitter or Facebook? Or yep. is it yeah, we're on all of it. Um, there's SFO Media and, and Stormview Live in Facebook, Twitch, and Instagram, um, all three of them. So I don't. I have a guy that runs my runs all the uh, social media. I'm not involved with it. So you, you got it, a guy, Nate. Did you hear that? You got a guy. That's that's big time, bro. I he is awesome. I am the social media idiot. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so he he handles it all and he does what what's great for us. So it's awesome. Very cool, very cool, man. Well, I I certainly appreciate the time that you, you spent this evening with us. Um, I got one other question. I got one more question. <laughs> I don't know if Joe will have anything else, but this will kind of go into the rest of uh, of of our second episode. What did you think of Game of Thrones last night? Oh boy, this is gonna cause <laughs> this is gonna cause mass chaos in this episode that you're doing. Uh, I have never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. You're dead to me. Goodbye. We're deleting this. But let me let me let me let me let me speak. Let me say let me say this that you're, I, you're waiting for it to be finished so you can watch it all boom, at once. I got it, Nate. Got I love it. it. And here, it. here here's the thing, and I can I can prove it. I have the every single Blu-ray of every episode season of Game of Thrones sitting right here, but I will not start it until it finishes it, so I can go completely binge watch it one weekend. You're crazy, man. Well played. Well played. You're either crazy or or the most intelligent man on the world. It's a fine line. We don't know that yet. Time I chase tornadoes, so probably a lot of people probably think I'm not very intelligent. You one crazy <laughs> son of a bitch. That's what people are thinking. <laughs> Nate, I appreciate it once again, man. Thank you so much. Um, we'll uh, we'll have you back, uh, like I said, after Game of Thrones, as well as if any other storm chasing comes up. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And hey, no problem, guys. See ya. All right, have a good one. You too. Game of Thrones. All right. Game of fucking Thrones. It's back. It's back with a vengeance. I got three words, man. What worth, are your three words? Worth the wait. All right. They Why? didn't. They, they didn't drop a turd this first episode, man. Right away, you're you're seeing. Uh, they mirrored a lot of the <clears throat> the, the pilot episode. You know, um, when King Baratheon and his crew all rolled into town, into Winterfell, and you you saw. Um, Arya, you know, standing there watching. She's got that helmet on, and uh, you got Bran climbing up on stuff. And this time, Arya's just chilling there, and some other kid kind of bumps into her. You know, he's trying to watch it. So it's just kind of fun to see that part. Uh, and then all the reunions. Oh my goodness, man! Yeah. What? So at all at all the reunions, which one stuck out to you the most? Uh, I gotta say, John and Arya. That was a pretty good reunion. Sure, sure. And like you, you, you expected Arya to be on John's side because they were, you know, the closest siblings to each other, growing up. But <clears throat> they've been through so much, each of them, and Arya kind of sides with Sansa, like not necessarily, you know, one hundred percent, but she's like, "Hey, Sansa's got a good point here." You know, uh, Daenerys is not really our queen. You know, you were king of the North, this and that. Um, but when you really break it down and you have the fucking dead coming after you mm-hmm. with a fucking dragon, an ice dragon, do you really care who's king or queen? Bro, just like the Onion Knight said, they are a stubborn people up north. It's, Touche. It's frustrating to watch, you know, but I guess you can understand it. And, and they have that history. You know, you yeah. can't blame them for hating the Targaryens and the Lannisters. 
So, so for me, I thought the the biggest one was near was near the end was the the Jamie and the Bran uh, yeah. stare down. I mean, I'm like, oh, you know, like biting. Holy shit, yeah. man! And like, that's when they end it. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm a little disappointed, man. Based off kind of what we talked <clears throat> about, and of course we don't really fact check anything we talk about. Fifty four <laughs> minutes. That's all it was. I know. Yeah. So a little disappointed there, you know. Yeah, but I was uh, disappointed in myself. I, I could have swore that like an hour and a half was going to be the shortest one. Then right. I I looked it up because this one obviously was uh, you know fifty four minutes, and it looks like the next episode is going to be about the same. And then the last four are like eighty minutes. So that's a bummer. Yeah. In you know whatever, no big deal. Fact check your shit, man. We're not here fact checking stuff. Get so, it together. Okay, so you got to think about when you when you think of. Of Jamie and Cersei, it kind of creeps you out, right? You're like, oh, brother and sister, right? But when you think Daenerys and John, I'm sorry, what did you say? I said doggy style. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got to gather my thoughts here. Okay. See... So if you had to rank it, right? So this episode, that this 18 months culmination, right? And you, you know, say did not disappoint right where would you rank it though you know what i mean for me i thought there was some more to be and maybe it's because i thought it was going to be longer that there was more to to out wanted more i guess you know and i, I understand the the build yeah. up but man we got five episodes left man i i mean i don't know how to rank it as far as like first episodes of the season i'd say it's pretty high up there because sure. they did they had to freaking hit the throttle man like they use Bran as the as the medium there when you know Daenerys and Jon roll up and he's like, guys, we don't have time for this. The Night King has one of your dragons, and we only have five episodes after this. Right? Yeah, it seemed kind of rushed there that you know yeah. they found out through through his visions and stuff about the ice dragon and this and that, and uh, you know the uh, um, oh what's what's his name Gray Gray John Greyjoy, Theon Greyjoy Euron Theon. Greyjoy Theon Theon, and like. Reek. kind of out of place rushed rescue of his sister mm-hmm. i mean you're just like oh okay yeah yeah they you know had really I mean? yeah they had to quickly set up everything to to, to end how they wanted to sure it was pretty sure. obvious so i feel a little like i said a little little pieces of it a little rushed but i mean solid episode don't get me wrong solid yeah. episode just you just gotta wait another week man you know you, you're just if like you compared oh. it to other shows like it wouldn't feel rushed, I don't think, because it, it everything in Game of Thrones up to this point, up to the seventh season, I suppose, really was just drawn out. You know, a single, you know, event or journey. You know, they take like a whole season for it. I mean, look at like Daenerys's timeline or uh, Arya's character arc. You know, it's really drawn out by a season, but now they have to actually get things going, moving along. So, I mean, if you, if you think about it that way, the pacing for Game of Thrones might be fast, but for the other shows or movies really not this is it man five more episodes bro oh that's gonna be sad what do you what do you want to see in the next episode Oof. well uh i want them to flesh out jamie and bran you know the old friends talking obviously that's a big one i you know theon and and yara i'm, I'm not too worried about like whatever you know, I think he's gonna be gone. He'll be he'll be back. That's in, true. He's gonna come back to Winterfell. Exactly. Yep. And she she's gonna be back in the in the Iron Island Iron Islands. And I want to 
Yeah, that sounds right. Because she wanted then, to, they were just going to set up there because yep. the dead can't swim. I got yep. a feeling we might find out otherwise. This is true. Or they do have a dragon who can fly. So, Or they could get on a boat or something, maybe. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I don't know if I would hmm, put all my eggs in that basket. Maybe the Night King can make ice. Is he like Frozone on The Incredibles? I mean, if he brings winter, maybe he can... Maybe he can make it so cold even that, that salty water would freeze. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just throwing it out there hey, now. We're going to find out, right? So to kind of go back to this episode, though, that was a, I don't necessarily I wouldn't say a turning point. Kind of, sort of was. But when Samuel Tarley found out about not only his dad, who he wasn't too shook up about, but his brother and not yeah. bending the knee. Remember his brother's in, name? In becoming barbecue. It was his name is Samuel Tarley's brother, Dickon. His name is Dickon. Oh, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> that was pretty funny when it happened. It, it, <laughs> he's a Dickon I'm, I'm barbecue. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out there. The guy who plays Samuel Tarley's brother is actually on the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Check it oh. out. It's pretty. It's a pretty fun uh, comic book show. Nice. Uh, first season was a lot of fun. Apparently, they're making a second, so I'm excited. Well, based off, I think, Netflix, I mean, they had a 43 lot of million people. viewers. Yes, yes. A lot of yeah. people watch. Good news. I good can see a second season of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. anyways, seeing him and then kind of tear up, like his dad, eh, he was kind of a dick. I didn't really like him. Right. But then his brother, whose brother was just supporting his dad because it's his family and didn't bend the knee. Yeah. A sense toast. of honor. Yeah, dude. And that was kind of, I got to be honest, that was kind of depressing. Yeah. And uh, was, they're... They're doing a good job of showing kind of just the flaws, I guess, of being a leader or a conqueror at all. Yeah. You can be as righteous as you want to be, but if you're conquering people and uh, killing those dissenters like that, I mean, that's, there's going to be an effect. You know, there's yeah. cause and effect there. So yeah. you, you feel for Sam for sure, but I like how they're showing this side of her. They're, they're kind of painting it so that with Jon Snow finding out his claim to the throne... You know, it's going to get people pumped up for John to become the rightful heir because he hasn't done these things that Daenerys has. So there's going to be a lot of conflict between those two. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think you almost see like it's go, going to her head. This mm-hmm. power is really hitting. Hey, you know, bend the knee. She needs to respect me when it comes to, like her and Sansa. And yeah, so yeah. I think it's going to come full steam ahead. And, and now finding out that he is the rightful person, you know, to the, to the throne. It's going to keep getting real. It's going to keep getting real. You know, I was listening to Octane earlier and they were playing the clip from when, um, Daenerys was talking to Tyrion about the wheel, you know, and he's like, you're not the first one to want to stop the wheel. And she said, I don't want to stop the wheel. I want to break it. Thinking about that. It's like, well, hell, are they just not going to have anybody on the iron throne at the end? You know they don't they don't just they don't say stuff like that on Game of Thrones for no reason. Yeah, you know they don't. Yeah, and it's those those some of those subtle things that come back, and you're just like, huh? I'll be damned. I'll be goddamn. I'll be goddamn. So yeah, I, yeah. Oof. And then of course the Umber kid. Oof, that's dude. Kind of depressing, dude. Dude. Was, yeah. Yeah, you see it and you feel bad, and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes back into white mode. Holy shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what's coming. And there's a hell of a lot more in the fucking dragon. I cannot Bro, stress that enough. I thought they were dead. I thought they were screwed, man. I thought it was like, 
Lord of the Rings, Minds of Moria, the the, the scream was just going to get all the other whites amped up, and they were done. Yeah, I thought Oof. they were toast. Yeah. Yeah, good call, man. That's, uh anyways. That's a, that's a good recap of a, of a hell of a good episode, you know, mm-hmm. so... Well, hold on, hold on. One another major scene you want to talk about is well, I, 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 I I brushed on it a little bit there, but when Sam reveals to John his legacy. Yeah. And he was kind of upset because that Ned Stark wasn't his dad. Yeah. Hmm. We're calling him a liar? And then Sam's like, Well, you know, yeah, but he did it to protect you, so he there's did. that. <laughs> mhm. Sam Tarley, man, what a sleeper of a of a, of a character. Yeah, he's the guy. He just said, "Man, dude, just based off of hearing that bad news, he felt bad for the guy about his brother." Yeah, for sure. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> so it's almost like, like, are, are we about to witness possibly a a civil war before the White Walkers even get to Winterfell? I don't know, man. Five episodes. You have to sort out Cersei still, and then you have the Night King and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't think what they the can fit that in. What what the hell is that going to look like, man, with Cersei? She's not going to help anybody. She's a bitch. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're going to fight the Night King first and then go down there and just show her what's up. Like, what does she think is going to happen? I don't know. She's out of her mind. But right, but she saw it firsthand, a White Walker. Yeah. You know? Oh, she doesn't care. I, uh, she just... She thinks she's just gonna let them kill you know fight kill each other off, and then she's just gonna clean up what's left. But she's got the Golden Company and Euron, whatever. And then she hired Bronn to kill freaking Jamie and Tyrion. Yeah, right. Like Bronn's gonna kill Tyrion or Jamie. When it comes to comedy relief of the episode, that Bronn episode when he was surrounded by three naked women, which is a great, great scene, great acting as well, great acting. <laughs> and then uh, the. What's what's that Kyburn. alchemist guy? What was his Ky- name? Kyburn. Ky- yeah, he's creepy. He's one creepy son of a bitch, right? Yeah. He gives me the release. I think he's supposed to. Well played. And saying what do what do you say about the pox? And, uh, and Bronze like she'll, she'll be dead with the pox in the air or whatever. Which one? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like you got the herpes. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> Great acting. Yeah. Should be dead within a year from the box. The conversation that Tyrion had with Sansa as well, mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, how the how the fuck do you think you're gonna believe your your sister? You crazy little man." Yeah, like that's dumb. You're stupid. And you just yeah, oh yeah, and you think you're like yeah, that that is dumb and stupid. Like she is a bitch, man. She's a mm-hmm. bad person. Yeah. I don't know how this is gonna play out. God damn it, I love this show. I feel you. How about uh, Tyrion and? Barris just chilling in that little wagon. <laughs> why? Why do you make jokes about me not having balls, and then you get so offended when somebody talks about you being a so short or whatever, being a dwarf? Dwarf, yeah. Because I have balls and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that guy going to be the sleeper? Not Tyrion, but the other dude, Barris, the bald guy. That's possible, man. Yeah, man. That guy—he's a sneaky bastard too. Yes. Too bad little fingers gone. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah. That guy, that was a good, yeah. Woo! Hey, someone's gonna turn their back on somebody. This, it, man, it's just gonna get interesting. Oh yeah. Next podcast can be interesting too. 
we have a lot of magic and stuff like that coming up for us in Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, Melisandre's gone for now, but she'll be back. She'll be back. She'll be and, back. She's she, yeah. she's pretty hot too. <laughs> she crazy. She 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 gave birth to a demon. That was weird, but okay. look Don't past forget that. that. You know, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it was weird for sure. On Sunday, I couldn't make it to Game of Thrones, man. I couldn't. I fell asleep, dude. I avoided social media. Social media like the plague, though. I was so terrified that it'd be spoiled. Just can't have that happening. Sunday evening. Sundays aren't bad right now. It's depressing. Till till GOT's available between HBO Go or whatever, life's good again. Mm -hmm. And then it's over. You're like, I gotta go to bed and go to work. Preach. Not as fun. Not as cool. Anyways. I think we can wrap this up, man. Time to sign off. Time to sign off. Till till next time. The squirrely voice you hear. That's little Joe. I'm Big Rob. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Midwest Babylon podcast. We can be reached at MidwestBabylon at gmail.com or on Twitter at MidwestBabylon. Thank you, and until next time.